everybody, welcome to the 74th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, I just want to remind you all, go check out our Patreon page if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits, like uh, access to our private Discord and livecast. So you're going to Vegas next week? Uh, this, well, I mean, yeah, this, this, yeah, in like two days or whatever. Nice. Yep. I did all sober January, fucking no problem, and uh, you, like maybe like a week into uh, January, I was like, I'm gonna treat myself with something, and then I found some dirt, cheap fucking tickets, and yeah, so anyways, doing uh, two nights, but uh, I land there like in the morning on Tuesday, like I leave at like 6am, and then I get there at like 10, or even like 9, and I don't leave until like Thursday at like 5pm, like I'm fucking there for a solid two days and that's a long time to be in vegas <laughs> i'm not sure if you've ever been there but it is no uh, i have not been to vegas as an adult actually if you can believe that never it uh two days is a lot two days is a lot so it's so good to get out of there Le- levi is an expert on 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 penny slots do you want you want to tell us about that levi uh, Andy and I were just talking. He's in, uh, uh, Andy's, uh, in, a, uh, I think he's in Hotlanta right now. Is that where you are, Andy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ATL. But, uh, they, they got slots there and everything. He was ta- talking about, uh, making, uh, uh, some cash and shit. But, yeah, man, uh, I, I, I was telling him I just stick to, uh, high, high-stakes slots. Uh, basically, lose your ass, but you gotta keep losing your ass, and eventually it comes back. But, uh, it, uh... It ages me a little bit, but it's still fun. I just, honestly, dude, I, I, even like the gambling thing, it's not too big of a thing. I just like to go on vacation and also make a profit, but, uh, just going there and just fucking having a beer and just walking around all the casinos and shit and just people watching, it's fucking great, dude, especially because I go those, go there solo. It's like, I just, I can get it anywhere I want to go, um, and I, yeah, just kind of zoom around and shit. It's good. Nice. You're, how are you going to get out there? You're not going to drive, are you going to fly? No, 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 I, no, no, oh, I, I mean... Dude, I fly, it's literally like my hotels, flights, Ubers there and back and everything is like $220. Like, Damn. How much is like oh, the plane yeah. ticket to fly there? Uh, I got one for, I got a round trip for 70 Holy shit, I didn't realize it was that uh, cheap. I was shopping around and if you go to, if you go to, well, I'm going to Vegas Tuesday through Thursday, so it's uh, not a... Not a sought after time, but mm. the the prices literally go go like on a on a on a on a resort hotel's website like on the strip in Vegas, and they'll usually show you the prices. Like it's just it, they're they're straight up and honest. Like yo, just you'll just see like a wave. It's like Saturdays and Sundays are like whoa, and then it just drops down in prices and holidays, fights, anything that goes on, dude. They the whole fucking city adjusts their prices to anything that's going on. Like it doesn't matter what's happening. Like they that that city dynamic knows pricing what's going is what on. we call it. Dude, dude, if you if you are it's like at a baseball a, game. Yeah, dude, if you're at a con, if you're at an event where it is taking up like a hotel or a convention center, that whole fucking city already knows you're coming and is marking up prices, places, and doing shit like that. So, whatever, it's all good. Getting ready it's, to, it's yeah, a, to exploit the tourists, I get it. Well, you're definitely nobody goes to Vegas to fucking save money, so you fuck definitely <laughs> go there knowing you're gonna pay just to be part of the craziness because it's not a real place. It doesn't exist. It's fucking made up land. It's crazy. Okay. Yep. Uh, but yeah, dude. Uh, fucking uh, anything great going on in your neighborhood? Everything mellow and all that shit? Seems pretty um, chill out there. Yeah, there was a street fair I think last night. I, mean, I didn't really like catch it per se. I just like saw it getting broken down as I was like going to get dinner. But I believe Chinese New Year's on Tuesday. I believe correct? it is. Yeah, because they've been out yep. there rehearsing like yep. every day. Uh, 
down uh, down the street at the Bellagio. And the Bellagio, I believe, is uh, where they filmed Ocean, all the Ocean, some of the Ocean movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the Bellagio has this uh, flower conservatory in like right beside the slot machines and everything. Like when you go through like to check in, they have this amazing flower place and it's free. But uh, they change it five times a year. It's through all the seasons and Chinese, the Chinese New Year. So I land there, and that's the first fucking place I'm going is, like, a few casinos down to go check out the fucking new, uh, you know, conser- flower conservatory for that, like, setup. Man, you, you, you're, you really do, like, fly a lot. I gotta say, like, I don't like flying on airplanes at all. Every time I go to the fucking what? airport, I feel like, feel like that guy. <laughs> oh, well, dude, you and I both know, I, I, I mean... Well, no, flying flying out of SFO, first of all, is no problem. I'll fly with anything or whatever I want to do. Because I fly but, from. But, I mean, like, I fucking, I mean, I don't got the best luck. I mean, when I flew to Mexico, they fucking found shit on me, and they just charged me money and everything. I told you about that. So I don't even, it's, it's like, like I have shit on me, you know? I'm just, like, I'm just, like, going somewhere, you know, going to, like, fucking eh. Oregon, of all places, where I don't need to take weed, and they're like, yep. better frisk well, this guy. Well, I mean, they can frisk you. I mean, but honestly, dude, I, 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 I have no problem flying. I fucking love it. And uh, yeah, actually, when uh, I used to tomorrow, live it, now it just it makes me like I get airsick now. I don't know what the fuck it is. I've never gotten seasick or car really car sick before, but like for some reason now every time I fly, I get like nauseated. It's weird. Veronica, Veronica, and I have to buy tickets tomorrow. We gotta start buying tickets. We already have Paris, like flights to Paris, but we gotta go Paris, Good for you. Pa- Paris, Barcelona. Uh, Amsterdam, and then we're going to Russia this summer. So we had to like buy all these fucking random tickets, and I don't know. We already did this once in 2020, and I lost so much fucking money. So hopefully, uh, I can I can actually like make it there. But hopefully, that, you, you I, successfully why, executed this time. Yes, but what I'm saying is that that is this is the first time I'm having flight anxiety. Is like. Ugh. I don't want to fly out much. I'm pretty sure Veronica's like staying in Russia for a while after. You know, like basically, like I'm only gonna be there for a while, and I think she's staying there, so she's like okay. literally dropping me off at a Russian airport, and I'm gonna have to fly home like alone, <laughs> so, like not looking forward to doing all that. But whatever. Yo, in Hopefully all seriousness, Russia's... I'm I'm really I'm really stoked for you though. That's that's really Thanks. exciting. You're gonna have a good time. Yeah, France not, is like I mean, one of the best places I've, I've ever visited, especially Paris. Well, I told her, I told her, I have to go to. We have to go to all these places in order for me to go to Russia because I am not just going to fucking Russia. Uh, but uh, anyways, you should you should you shouldn't uh, hate flying. Flying's the fucking shit, especially. I know I used going... to I used to love it. Like I, you know me, I used to be quite a traveler, like growing Come up. On, but now I'm. So you're telling me when we flew to do Mathcorn Index Fest one and all that kind of shit, or when you flew the month before to go see Dillinger and stuff, you were nervous and you hated it. Yeah, kinda. I kind of wasn't feeling too good on those those yeah, flights. To be fly. honest with you, it's like it's you like a recent more. thing. It's like in the last. Yeah. It's like post thirty for me. I'm like all of a sudden I get fucking sick. I was on gonna airplanes. say. Your your tiny little baby Christian fucking went all over. You like went overseas and everything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. Anyway, right. that's cool, um, man. Yep, I had sorry, I had to pound my fizzy water. Um, do you want to kind of get the party going or what? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's Toto's talk. ready too. Oh shit. Okay. Right. Yeah, let's talk about some bands. So the first band we're going to talk about is Death Club. Def Club are a five-piece noisecore band from San Diego featuring Justin Pearson of The Locust and uh, Brian Amalfitano of ACXDC, Antichrist Demon Corps. And they just released their debut LP, Productive Disruption, on January 6th via 31G. 
So yeah, I would describe their sound as uh, an amalgamation of like hardcore, grind, obviously power of violence, and you know, mathcore, very much fitting into like the 3-1-G kind of vernacular. Yeah, um, I mean, like, if we're going to kind of go into more in, like, uh, Justin Pearson territory to describe this, I definitely would describe it as more like kind of like the spacey hardcore that you would get uh, from Holy Molar and The Locust, Um, a little bit more of that vibe. You you do get uh, that haunting vibe. I mean, he has that in pretty much all of, like, his projects. Like, Festival of Dead Deer had that. uh, uh, Crimson Curse had that, you know. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, for sure. They all kind of have that. Spacey vibe. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, I mean, it's a Justin Pearson project. What can you say about it? It definitely has those super short songs, you know, staccato rhythms, a lot of pitch shifting and effect wash guitar work. I think that's what kind of Mm -hmm. separates them sonically uh, from the other, you know, JP projects. Yeah, uh, I mean, there are there are things that definitely are. I mean, there there's a little bit of a like, that beefy backing vocals, uh, which I really think complement uh, Justin's vocal uh, vocals on, uh, in Death Club. Mm-hmm. But there definitely isn't that multi prong attack that you see in uh, Holy Molar or the Locust as well. You know, right? They're more like so there's, it's definitely it's more like backing a little bit there. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they do add a lot of layers though. To be fair, I mean, it does like add. Yes. it adds quite a bit. I think both guitarists mm-hmm. adding some nice backup vocals on this LP for sure. You know, in a way, this kind of just made me pine for more Locust, though. I'm, I'm sort of just left wondering why the Locust isn't putting out new music, you know, especially on tracks like Shoplift from Jail, where there's some fairly striking similarities. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's... It, uh, Easier said than done, of course, uh, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, my, my, fav- my favorite track, uh, For a Good Time, Call Someone Else, uh, there are some definitely just callback parts to just locusts and i just uh i mean it's i I don't want this to be like a daughter's conversation where we're just reminiscing about the old you know for sure Um, i I do feel i do feel uh a lot i what i do what i do like about justin pearson's projects is that uh i like his vocals i think they're very unique uh he has a very high tone kind of uh styling that you just you don't hear much of um and you always know it's him I, I think everything he's got going on has always been just on that chaotic kind of more grindy side and it's amazing just it's so Justin Pearson and uh, for that I, I really enjoyed it but it, it just there was this essence of like yeah it's uh, reminding me a little too much of the locust for it to be separated and then I kind of go down your your uh, your question most of the time when I listen to it it's like well, why wouldn't why why isn't there more locust and everything like that so I'm guessing there's a lot of answers to that <laughs> question that we just asked. now having been in a but, band yeah. that just just having been in a band period I, I can definitely you know it's easier said than done I'll just leave it at that yeah, yeah it does make me and, but yeah I, I I agree with what you're saying though it is like. I mean, it's not like the same, it's not like a carbon copy of the Locust. But it's still a very fast, you know, chaotic, grindy project, uh, short songs, you know, uh, it's very reminiscent, you know, mm. so I don't know, it's it, it's great for, for what it is. I mean, if you were just show me this album, just as it is looking down a hallway, just this is the only album I see and I'm listening to it. It's a great. If it existed in a vacuum, chaotic music. Yeah, exactly. If it existed in a vacuum, it's fucking amazing. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So great. not it's we're great. not trying uh, to discount it because of the similarities yeah. to the locust. So just to get that out there. No, and I mean technically, I I don't need more locusts. It was just more. This is more just the question: Why not more locusts if we're already getting this close? You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, but, uh, the, you know, the, but the big thing, the big separation, I would say, is there is no synth uh, influence. Right. There's no mode. There's a, it's like if there was a synth, in, a synth influence, I'd be like, all right, motherfuckers, what's going on They are on here? one like, moog away from being a, a locust yeah. style project. Yeah, exactly. About to throw a card at them, but they, yeah, they. they I mean, they to be fair, you have one of the members of the fucking locusts in They're from San Diego people. So it's I think it's kind of unavoidable too. like, how do you escape? the influence of a band that is that pervasive in Southern California. I don't think you do. We've described, we've described that as the San Diego sound almost, you know, it is the San Diego sound. It's the three, one G sound is, is this, is the San Diego sound. Absolutely. And to some extent, the Los Angeles sound too. I feel like the, in terms of like the, the more extreme punk in that area, they all have, they're all clearly borrowing something in one way or the other from some three, one G band. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> very very influential person we need to get Justin on the podcast yep. to talk to him sometime absolutely you know and just to say something nice I did feel like the second leg of this album was like far more idiosyncratic you know especially with tracks like new voodoo and planet bombing I feel like they're really striking out on some territory that feels like very organic yeah I felt planet bombing was a good one too yeah that's a great closer to this album it's so deep in the track it listing is. but I think it's actually my favorite track or my second favorite perhaps it, yeah, it definitely separates itself from the rest of the uh, the album there. So agreed. I think yeah. what it separates it, it specifically is the the warped guitar effects on that one. They're like really. Uh, mm, that's what you would call that warp. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it's pitch shifting. I, I'm I'm certain of it, but yeah, it's a really nice effect. Nice slidey diminished chords. That that always gets me. Mm. That's like the same kind of language that I use when I play guitar really frequently. So. And yeah, the, speaking of the backup vocals from the guitarist, they're really adding a lot on that track too. Like that's the one where they're like doing more of like uh, separate parts, I want to say. Yep. And yep. all around, I think it's probably the most like technical and uh, also the most memorable somehow too. It's because of that, it's because of that intro, you know, it's just so fucking wonky, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a good time um, to call someone else, that one was a fucking banger too, though. Really up-tempo. Classic kind of staccato mathcore attack. I feel like this was <laughs> more like mathcore informed material that I kind of like actually want out of a Justin Pearson project. Uh, did they? Did Duff Club originally just do a single for this album? Do you know? Yeah, they did. Uh, the shop, the shoplift uh, from jail. I That's believe, a was fucking a banger wonders. too. And then Planet Bombing as well was a single. Okay, okay. All right, all right, cool. Because um, I, I remember, because I, I just, when I listened to Planet Bombing and then where I saw it where it was placed in, in the uh, in the album, mm-hmm. it made a lot more sense to me, I guess. Um, I was like, ah, I like it here. I like it where you put that. <laughs> so. Uh, what's What uh, what track uh, are you digging, though, uh, for, for everybody? I think Planet Bombing is the one. I think we both agree. Great. That's cool. that's it. Okay. I mean, I would also cite Catching Flies as a pretty good tr- track as well. Loving the heavily mm-hmm. processed guitars on that one, chromatic riffs, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and they kind of like modulate the same shape, which I really appreciate too. Very kind of a jazz mechanic to be employing there. Well said. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you Planet Bombing, which is track fourteen from Def Club's debut LP, Productive Disruption. And that came out on January 6th via 31G. Here we go.
Planet Bombing, which is track 14 from Def Club's new album, Productive Disruption, and that came out on January 6th. And I would also highly recommend uh, New Voodoo as well. That was my other favorite track. It has a really kind of a earwig riff and a build-up in there. So next, we're going to talk about Ditch Organ. So Ditch Organ are an international math core duo featuring Ellie Hyland of Fawn Limbs and uh, Ian of Micro Colossal. I actually don't know his surname. Who also runs uh, Unsigned Showcase, the YouTube channel. So big up the homie. He cites math core index all the time. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Big supporter as well. And this is their debut EP. It's called A Rapid Flickering of Light. It came out on January 1st via Tomb Tree Records. That's uh, also David of Zegama Beach. And this is a really like brief style kind of math core, very like caustic 60 second kind of assaults that are broken up by ambient interludes. <laughs> that is, that is in a nutshell. That is, that is very well said, sir. Yes. Yeah. I mean this, this whole EP is over in seven minutes, so it's a kind of a, a blink and you miss it sort of thing, but uh, there's some five tracks, fucking seven minutes, man. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. It's over really fast, but, uh, there's some really good on good ideas on display here, even if some of the compositions don't really get a chance to breathe, you know. It's kind of like, it just reminds me a lot of those quintessentially tech grind mathcore bands from MySpace that would do, you know, 60 seconds of grind, and then they'd hit you with 60 seconds of ambience, like Machinist or Robinson. Yep, uh, 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 Machinist uh, was like that. Fucking yeah. Thumbscrew was notorious for that. Thumbscrew you, as you well. Know, uh, yeah, so. but they're less. Uh, or, or, yeah. yeah, for sure. I, Thumbscrew is a great comparison as well. I, I would also just say that they sound a bit more informed by metalcore and less informed by grindcore, though. They're more like mm. more kind of like chariot style. Mm. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, it's more of like a, a holistic kind of approach and less of like a super like blasty approach. It's more like groove. Uh, I really dug the track. I know, like, well, it's it's seven minutes, five tracks. I, I get it, but uh, I really dug the track uh, "Quiver." That was my favorite track. What track is that? Uh, one of the five. One of the five, <laughs> I believe. Okay, actually, I don't. I don't have any notes on that one, but yeah, it's like every track is kind of like 
equal quality wise i mean depending on like what you're looking for there's like m some tracks have like more ambience but uh i personally mm -hmm. i gravitated a lot more towards the first track because it was it basically just had the most riffs <laughs> i yeah okay i see where you're going there um but uh, oh uh quiver would be two track two okay word yeah that's actually a banger for sure yeah, Terminate the Outer Rails was the one that I, I sort of leaned towards. It's got sort of just the right amount of ambience in the beginning to kind of like let you know what this project's about. Adds a bit of tension. And then uh, it's just got like a big, like one big breakdown-esque kind of sequence. Um, and yeah, it's just like the most substantial track in terms of music to ambience ratio. So mm -hmm. I think that's a song we should give them. I'm, dude, I'm down. I'm down. You got me sold. Sick. Yeah, very quick release. You know, it's sort of not a lot for us to to talk about here, but if you're looking for some math core that kind of adds a lot of extra uh, atmosphere, and um, I know I said there's <laughs> they didn't allow a chance for breathing room because it's a short short EP, but I mean it kind of does just that by you know spacing out those more intense parts with the more you know those softer moments, and uh, there's also a great. Um, is this the one with the fucking no? I think it's a different EP. It sounds like it's got the it's like a sample from. Did you notice that oh. one of the tracks has like a a fucking vaporwave wow. version of that? <laughs> wow. What? That kept occurring to me yes. over and over again. I was like, they really snuck that in there. I fucking hate you. I can't remember what okay. the name of that song is right now, or even who it's by. It's gonna. It's been driving me crazy yeah. for like two days. But anywho, so we're gonna go ahead and play for you. Terminate the outer rails, which is track one from. What are these fucking guys called again? Oh my god! I just took a sixty milligram gummy a little while ago. Um, <laughs> ditch organ. <laughs> so this is. I'm gonna show that one more time. So this is. We're gonna go ahead and play. <laughs> Holy shit! Really struggling. We're going to go ahead and play for you Terminate the Outer Rails, which is... Oh, yo, 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 yo dire... Ah. Uh, uh, dire Straits! Dire, uh, dire Straits, walk, 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 uh, walk of Life. There you go. Cool. All right, I had to get it out of my head because you weren't going to fucking... You weren't going to let that sit in my fucking head. I ain't going to have that bullshit, all right? You ain't going to do that to me. Yo, for real, like... like I better shit to do. You're the homie. I better shit to do with my time. You're the homie for looking God that up. I appreciate that. Okay, all right, move on, sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, trying to put a fucking earwig in my head. I ain't going to have that shit. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and play for you Terminate the Outer Rails, which is track one from Ditch Organ's new EP, A Rapid Flickering of Light, which came out on January 1st via Tomb Tree Records. Here we go.
right, so that was Terminate the Outer Rails, which is track one from Ditch Organ's new EP, A Rapid Flickering of Light, which came out on January 1st via Toontree. Ugh. Ugh. That's all I gotta say. Ugh. So the next band we're gonna talk about is Humid. And Humid, that's H-U hyphen M-I-D, all caps, are a mathcore quartet from Toledo, Ohio. And they just released their new self-titled EP on December 31st, which is their 10th release in three years. Which it's fucking crazy, dude. They were like, they were booked to point that out on their band camp. But, of course, kudos, kudos to them for being so goddamn prolific and really just sticking to it. Mm-hmm. This, this, I mean, it really took until this release to kind of get my attention. I've been aware of them and had just not really like gravitated towards their music until this release when they finally got my attention. I, I feel like it was sort of, um, I don't know. They, they are new to me. They're new to me, man. Yeah, they, they've got, it's, it's all like home-brewed material, it, so it seems, or maybe just like recorded by a friend, not like in a super like um, professional studio. So I think maybe that's sort of the one thing that was been previously holding back my enjoyment. But the material on the CP is like notably better. The, their sound is kind of like, it's fairly clear-cut math core, but there's like a dash of prog here and there. Uh, I mean, they, yep. of course they do the stereotypical staccato shit, you know, arrhythmic breakdowns, um, but they also kind of like have elongated like prog riffs and uh, some like jazzy guitar runs, a lot of like jazzy guitar runs actually. You pretty much said it all right there, man. Um, I uh, I gotta say, the, uh, as far as the lyrics go, uh, pretty simple lyrics, but very catchy. I really enjoyed them uh, for what they are. Uh, you could eat, learn these bad bo- all these in within a night if you ever wanted to go check them out. Uh, I thought I thought uh, this is a completely new band to me. I did not know anything, so it was definitely a shocker to see uh, how prolific prolific they've been in the last few <laughs> it's years. Nuts. They've been busy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I, once again. Uh, Christian said it once, but uh, yeah, uh, for me, kudos as well. I say fucking seven uh, EPs of that. and three singles yeah. in a year. It's amazing. Um, we, if we would have covered these guys earlier, I mean, we generally do say this, and I'll attack this critique on to them as well. I mean, uh, you know, we, I mean, less EPs maybe and con- more full combine length. some stuff and maybe you know put put a full length out. But uh, hey, all good. You do you. You know, save save uh, the load. You know. Yep. Uh, other than that, man, I don't. You you pretty much said it all there. Uh, I'll, I'll say uh, the my favorite track would be uh, "Throwing Bricks." Okay. And uh, that's pretty much all I got for you, man. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. I really like an exercise in self control. I, I feel like that was the most memorable and catchy song on the EP for sure. It's just kind of really nice, memorable start stop sequence at the very beginning, and they kind of like break that up with some nice diminished arpeggios, uh, nice mm-hmm. chromaticism in the bridge. And then, like, a nice groove. It's just kind of got so many nice sequences in, in order that really, like, makes sense. Uh, and I think it's the strongest track on the EP. Word. Okay. One, one uh, critique I did have for the band is, you know, all in all, I do think that the material is is very solid. Uh, I think that they show a lot of promise. But I do think, again, they could benefit from some better production. And uh, I also feel like on certain tracks, the vocals sounded a bit thin as well maybe also lacking a bit of variation in delivery too. So I think there's some room for improvement there. Uh, But yeah, let's go ahead and give them an exercise in self-control. I feel like that was the, uh, the banger of the EP. Fuck it. Bring it on. And uh, yeah, just to sort of uh, give some 
some reference points. I would cite Dillinger as a big influence for them, just in terms of, uh, I mean, <laughs> for very obvious reasons. And I would I would also cite BT Bam and the, the the kind of the way they use like longer riffs in a lot of the songs. I mean, there's a lot of like really non-repeating riffs that are like quite very long phrases. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Uh, the other last comparison I just wanted to throw in here because this just kept occurring to me is they kind of had that really like plucky, scrappy element to what they're doing that just really reminded me of early every time I die. I just needed to get that out there. It's like hot. I didn't pick that up. Like hot damn era every time I die. Yeah, hot damn era specifically. That take take me back. (laughs) Yeah, rest in peace. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you an exercise in self control, which is track two from Humid's new EP, their new self titled EP, which came out on New Year's Eve. Here we go. So that was an exercise in self-control, which is track two from Humid's debut self-titled EP, which came out on December 31st. So next we're going to talk about the Fahrenheit Drill. The Fahrenheit Drill are a math core quartet from Santa Cruz, California. And they just released their new EP, Install Me Into the Cloud, on December 31st which features a re-recorded version of 451 Flies, which we covered previously on this podcast. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. It's a banger, actually. And, uh, yeah, they're like a groove-heavy metalcore, mathcore quartet. A uh, lot of pull-off riffs, occasionally a bit of melody. They're actually experimenting a lot more with melody on this EP, I think is yes. um, the new direction. I would definitely got a heavy stray from the path uh, vibe from these guys. Okay. Did you not pick up on that at all? No? Kind of, sort of. I think maybe it's in the vocal range, perhaps. Okay, okay. Did I, that's one of the, the features of this EP, actually, that I wanted to talk about, is that they've brought in a new vocalist, Stefan Roven, Rosenfarb, who I felt really brought a lot to this EP. Not that I didn't like Michael's vocals on the, the previous recordings, but Stefan is, like, really competent and brings not only great screaming, but good singing. Like, really, yes. some really good singing that is very complimentary with what they're trying to do here. Some of this Very well-rounded vocalist. Some of this material really reminded me of uh, Deftones, actually, strangely enough. Whoa. What, uh, what Deftones are we talking about here? Just Deftones in general? Just Deftones in general in that, like, Car Bomb sounds like Deftones. So that was another or, thing that I was going to say is there are several points in this EP that legitimately reminded me of something that Car Bomb might do. Granted, like, not with the same sort of, like, technical flair, but... Definitely very similar sonically, you know, undeniably. <laughs> they have some standout tracks uh, through this EP. Um, it is a 24 minutes jam-packed, I would like to say. Uh, very unique. Uh, this this is the most standout, I feel, uh, out of this whole uh, episode. Very impressed with this step up. I, I say the vocalist as well added a lot to it. Yes. Um, I didn't know the singing was also the same uh, individual, so uh, wow, that really adds to uh, my list here, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really fucking enjoyed it. Some really great breakdowns. Uh, uh, the track Royal Flush uh, had just a really just standout just bass line I was really digging on. Um, overall, uh, this 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 specifically is my uh, you know kind of throw a dart at the dartboard. Any track it land it hits, man, it's it's gonna be a banger. You know, um, I definitely suggest uh, everybody blast through this EP a few times. You know, it's kind of funny. I was sort of like lukewarm on it when it first came out, but the more I listen to it, the more I, I start to enjoy it. I I missed it. Um, this thank thank thankfully uh, I I'm, I'm involved in a podcast that we review music because i'd miss quite a few of these releases i feel I'm, there's too much music out there man it's there's so much, much music. there's so much music i can i can barely do it <laughs> i can barely listen to it all and every, granted just for, for our listeners i listen to every release on this podcast a minimum of three times to make sure that i really am able to give you like the best and you know most thorough assessment yeah, we we give we 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 give each other enough time where you know we got yeah we we, we got time to blast everybody. We don't definitely have to like uh, rush through uh, any hour. <laughs> yeah, there's always time for Math Core Index to blast. <laughs> yes. We are just yes. we just blast and blast. We we yes. blast everywhere here and there. God damn it! Yep, yep. All, and we stay, all stay up and down, hard, and up and down yep. the street. Yep. <laughs> Blast and day and day. <laughs> Mathcore Index, yeah. Blast Boy. Blast Boy crew. Blast Boys, yeah. Right. <laughs> we're talking about our semen. Oh, I thought we were talking about oh. water guns or right. something like yeah. that. Ner- nerf. Yeah. Nerf, ah, yes. <laughs> so yeah, there are a lot of stand-up tracks on this EP for sure. I really liked Dial Up. Um, <laughs> chat. Um, 
Oh my goodness. For our listeners, if uh, if you become a member of our Patreon, you get to sit in on our live cast and uh, you know just try to distract us, which is, is always re- really enjoyable. Um, but yeah, Dial Up, I really enjoyed that track. Uh, rhythmically, compositionally, one of the more interesting tracks, although I feel like that main pull-off riff kind of overstays its welcome just a bit. The closing is like that melodic kind of you know, guitar head pitch shifting stuff that reminds me of Car Bomb. I don't know what else to say. It's it's in the end of that track. Word. For sure. What about you, Levi? Honestly, um, uh, like I said, Royal Royal Flush was was a track that was really sticking out. Oh to me. fuck yeah! Um, that is such a goddamn mosher. It's so that yeah. that riff is such an earwig. It's like an ACDC mathcore riff. <laughs> It's fucking super catchy, man. And then uh, the just the finishing track as well. They got it's a just foot stomper. Great. Yep. Uh, the, the the finishing track. They have such a, a great just falling apart, crumbling breakdown uh, towards the end. And uh, yeah, like I said, yeah, it's um the end of that track is crushing it, for sure. Yep. Uh, we all know I love my fucking uh digestible EPs and everything, but uh this is this is great, man. Blast through it, and yeah, it, it's it's very rewarding. Great tra- great tracks. Does someone have the blast counter going? <laughs> but you had that. I, I did enjoy the title track as well, which is the last track I believe I was just talking yeah. about. I, I liked in particular that they kind of opened it up with uh, the fifth element sample. That was a good reference for me. I, yep. I appreciated yep. that. Yeah, Royal Fru- <laughs> Royal Flush, I, I think that's ultimately like the more earwig track. But I really liked A Modest Reprisal as well. The uh, the little yes in the background were really working for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that was... That was the track. Yes, uh, we should we should give him that track, man. That, that that's a good one. It's good, yeah. Um, the the background vocals really really adding a lot there, and the, a little bit of like melodicism too with those major seven chords, and uh, mm-hmm. also I love how they break down the literally break down that that catchy ass riff, and then you know put it into like the heavier context. It's very mwah, chef's kiss on that. Mwah. So yeah, uh, what do you think? Should we give him a royal flush or should we give him a modest reprisal? Modest reprisal, I think as far as just math core and everything. For sure. Modest repri- uh, reprisal, yeah. yeah for, for the listeners though, if you want something that's a bit more like accessible, that's I almost feel guilty not giving them a royal flush because that's the track that's probably going to sell this band more, but it's like a modest reprisal <laughs> is like the more intellectual track, I want to say. So we're going to go ahead and play for you a modest reprisal, which is track two from Install Me Into The Cloud. Uh, which is Fahrenheit, the Fahrenheit Drills new EP, which came out on December 30th. Here we go.
All right, so that was a modest reprisal, which is track two from Install Me Into the Cloud, which is the Fahrenheit Drill's new EP, which came out on December 30th. So next, we're going to talk about Kusudama. <laughs> yeah, this is a <laughs> now for something completely different. Yeah, right, dude. Insert the Monty Python thing here, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah, so Kusu, where you, yeah. Where do you start with these guys doing? Well, let me intro them very quickly. So they're a five-piece jazz core, math core band from Minsk, Minsk, excuse me, from Minsk, Belarus. Nice. And yeah, only took me three tries. And they just dropped their debut self-titled full-length on December first, which is the band's first official release since 2010. So, Jesus. yeah, like basically, this album is 12 years in the making. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> and uh, as the, the the genre tags sort of implies, there there sounds a mix of jazz fusion and mathcore sounds. Adds a lot with the overblown uh, overblown horns and especially really funk oriented kind of bass work. And uh, of course, yes. a lot of jazz breaks. A lot of blown out horns. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I gotta be honest, definitely needed a breather through this album a few times i listened to it uh you know took a little break i think you have to be in the mood uh, for this kind of music it's it's a little wow, bit more okay. um it's it's i guess it's probably more black midi and less lie by mistake in terms of like jazz fusion math rock kind of stuff or math core yeah man it's it's thought provoking um it's a, it's a it's a head scratcher at times uh I, I i really enjoyed it but um overall i feel uh for this style of music uh it was quite lengthy uh so it definitely um took me uh, a bit to uh, get through it um and to digest the album but overall uh as far as you know going out and listening to this um it's a little too complex for me to really uh take in and enjoy like you said really got to be in the mood uh but as far as just covering this band uh for this podcast uh i i i think i enjoyed this music uh you know that much more for the fact uh it was such a fucking palate cleanser and i just was not expecting this whatsoever i was not aware of this band naturally last thing they did was 2010 um but yeah uh i'm not quite sure what 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 made them uh, make the comeback or maybe this is uh some material that they've kind of worked on through the years but whatever it is uh it is uh, a lot of hard work and you can you can tell there's there's so much in- instrumentary uh going on and just it's, it's crazy man i do remember this ep their first ep coming out very very vividly it was really yeah very vividly because i found it maybe not in the apparatus but i think just through digging for bands for Mathcore index or for broken circuit mm-hmm. monologue at the time one or the other but yeah, it's they're just kind of like one of those, one of those names I used to always see on like, you know, blog spots, you know, under the jazz core tag. They mean they're like right next to Lie by Mistake. So if you've, if you've ever hunted down specifically like jazz core music, chances are you've probably seen this name. So for me to see that they put out a full length album so many years later, I was like, is this the same Kusudama? I had to like do a triple take to make sure that I was thinking of the same fucking band. But sure enough, there it was, like, like the Mickey Mouse cover from 2010. Yep, it, it is. A, it's like free jazz core. Like it's it's like that's how like out there it that's is. That's why man. I want to. Yeah, that's why I keep bringing the the black midi comparison in. Absolutely, I totally see what you're saying. And there. with the, those like Claypool esque slap bass and like kind of shrieking vocals, I was really getting a strong ruins vibe. You know, Tetsuya Yoshida. The- 
that fu- that slapping it just is adding to that funk element that we're we're both picking up on there. Mm. Uh, I I fucking I really enjoyed it. And honestly, I gotta tell you uh, tell you honestly, I never listened to these guys back in the day, but uh, I literally just looked on my phone here and saw uh, the the EP from 2010 the and Mouse I cover. definitely remember seeing that's that what i'm saying it's you don't forget that cover so <laughs> so i i think it is very interesting that i do not know this like if you were to say this i'd be like uh, but you just i mean that album stuck out to me dude i remember seeing that on yeah so anyways good shit good shit yeah for sure definitely a challenging listen but rewarding if you yeah. can unlock uh you know you can unlock what's there i will be honest with you i do not have a favorite track uh i really couldn't uh pick one for the best of me the uh, opener was pretty strong i thought uh, uh, questions yeah yeah it's got that nice rolling fat slap bass part and then just great fucking fat horn section it's just it's fat you know it's a fat track ah hell, hell yeah brother <laughs> hell yeah which is how i like them and uh, it, <laughs> it breaks into a more uh, chaotic mathcore kind of pull-off riff on the bridge and then of course naturally there's a, a jazz break I, I also i think orange is my favorite track though they uh in on that song they're kind of hitting some really like improvisational kind of territory or at least semi improvisational and uh again just a nice nice jazz there's just so many good jazz breaks on this album but that I one gotta take I got I, I gotta take your word on all this man <laughs> it's just it's all it's, it's all a blur just still uh in my head right now this album is definitely a blur an enjoyable blur but it's definitely a blur in my head yo th- check this one out I think it's track five or six but it's uh butteringum. I'm pretty sure that means everything, and I'm pretty sure. I hope I got the pronunciation right. Uh, And it, I I like that song in particular. Is on the back end, there's like a massive breakdown where the vocalist is just like, he's like screaming his balls off, and meanwhile the horns are like, (laughs) it's like a a breakdown though. It's so just fucking silly and wackadoo, but it just fucking like had me like losing my shit. (laughs) But it it also want to like mosh to it. It's just I don't know. They're so zany. That's the shit, dude. That's the shit. Well, fuck, I was about to say maybe we should play uh, Orange, but now I'm thinking we should play Barinyam. Fuck it. Do whatever. It's like I said, just like, you know, just yeah, right. pick one. Let's do it. So we're going to go ahead and play Barinyam, which is track five from Kusutama's new self-titled full-length album, which came out on December 1st. Here we go.
fuck. I love that so much. That fucking goes buck. <laughs> Dude, great track. Oh my Very good God. track. That's yep. If you if you're not sold on that one, pff, this album ain't for you. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll, we'll take it. We'll have it. We'll enjoy it. Yeah, so good. All right, so that was, what is it, Barinyam, which is track five from Kusudama's new full-length album, their first full-length album, and their first release in 12 years, which came out on December 1st. Go fucking listen to that. You got you to gotta applaud that sort of comeback. I mean, or not comeback, but stick to I don't even know what to say. It's like they've been active for that long, and to come out with a, a really big album, like a flushed-out album, there's a lot of tracks on this thing. It's like... 16 tracks or something it's all going according to plan (laughs) they all they wanted to do this like this kusudama takeover Mm -hmm. so speaking of horns and such things yeah no shit good segue bud well that's in my notes well done i mean just kidding we don't take notes this is all off the top of our heads yeah so next we're going to talk about blind tiger and uh blind tiger are a five-piece Mathcore, post-hardcore band from Panama City, Florida. And they just released their new self-titled EP on November 10th, which is uh, another sort of long-coming release, their first release in about five years. And this EP also marks sort of a stylistic change for them, uh, or at least a, a lot more experimentation, let's say. They previously were playing... Yeah, right? Yeah, they added some elements. Exactly. That's what I would say. They added some elements. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Previously, they were kind of playing something that was a bit more in the sassy and irreverent mathcore vein, you know, Heavy Heavy Lolo, for example. But this new EP sees them striking out in some really new and exciting directions with this this new element uh, of, of horns that they've added to their ensemble. Uh, yeah, the, tr- the trumpets do add quite a bit. Um, there is just uh, is that is that that extra layer. They don't overdo it. It's very well done. Um, Blind Tiger, I gotta be honest with you, uh, this is another band pretty new to me. I, I, pretty sure this is the first release of theirs that I listened to fully. Uh, but fucking very promising. It's great. Um, production level could be, you know, agreed. You know, better. You know, agreed. A, a bit. And I, I mean, and I just say that because I feel like it did affect uh, the my my listening uh, to the to uh, to the album. Uh, but I mean, I, I want to say great fucking lyrics, some really catchy uh, uh, songs. I really do. I did like after listening to this EP, I went back to their older stuff. And yes, I, I would like to say they, they added some new elements and it really is um, experimental in a good way. Uh, not too much. I noticed um, that each track is a, a city mm-hmm. of some sorts. They're all city and, names. Uh, I, in, like yeah, Florida I, and I Georgia. Really didn't pick didn't really pick up exactly like from the lyrics like what that pertained to so um you know if you guys if you guys do listen to this uh get back to us on uh you know the, the reasoning behind uh the the titles of the, of the track i want to i want to theorize something i, I want to say that it's probably because they're following a trend set by other bands in it, from their area for example the chariot has a song called douglasville georgia which is their hometown mm-hmm. 
And yeah, yeah. I mean, because the the EP is a self titled EP too, so there's, mm. there's no reason even in the in the title of the EP, so it even brought more confusion. <laughs> Not confusion. Um, uh, curiosity. To- totally, yeah, I agree. I like, Why? I, I think well, that, that they were like, listen, this is. I mean, I feel like they're like, this is the sound. This is the blind tiger sound that we're now going to be going with. That's kind of like the mm-hmm. impression that I get when you make your new EP in five years, your first EP in five years, rather, your self titled EP. I think it's kind mm-hmm. of like this is a a nod to the fact that they're they're trying to switch it up now doing something mm-hmm. a little bit more individual <clears throat> idiosyncratic going forward so uh on the titles and everything i'll just get it out of the way favorite track atlanta um two minutes in fucking boom you had me sold i'm all about it they're all solid uh, dude. i i do gotta do the classic math cast uh, critique here and request the band uh post their lyrics think the price the pricing no, oh uh, you actually can read the lyrics uh i would rethink the pricing of your album on Bandcamp. uh for these seven tracks you are asking ten dollars thank and, you so uh, much for I saying this so i didn't have to <laughs> christian and i uh uh we 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 praise the one dollar amount uh to name or name, one dollar preferably name your own price. yeah preferably name your own price but it, yeah a, a buck is good if you're trying to get a buck to gain some followers and visibility then increases increases traffic right um you'd be shocked what people also give you other than a dollar um you know and as well you know view it like this like if you ran into somebody on the street and they actually knew who you were and enjoyed your music and you had a cd in your hand you wouldn't fucking charge them money you'd probably give them just a cd for free and that's a cd right right so it's like eh, drop it down it's fucking digital let's be real here you know like yeah naturally there's not a lot of money uh, in the music industry right you know but we can you know let each other uh, eat and just uh, enjoy each other's music and everything but anyways i'd say just ten dollars is quite a bit for a, a, a seven track ep of a yeah you know. yeah allow people to impress you Lo- lower the price i i would challenge you to to put it to name your own price and see what happens there. I guarantee you're going to start seeing some more transactions, some more traction, rather, on your band camp. No, and I, I feel I, I, I definitely want to get across there's no hate. No, it's absolutely just, not. Uh, I, I Today uh, I bought it. like a pro tip. Today I did buy their EP for $10, but I definitely... I saw you on there. I saw you on there, bud. I saw you. But that so. is... I, I definitely wanted to, of course, talk about on the podcast that I, I agree with you that $10 is far too much for a seven-track EP. You should be... You know, if you're going to charge anything for a seven-track EP, it should be like three bucks, maybe four bucks at the most. Yep. I realize some of these tracks are lengthy, and I'm sure you put a lot of work into them. But you know, consider that uh, it's it's a just a digital artifact. Yep. There's really no inherent yep. value in being able to. Well, I mean, there is obviously you get to enjoy the art, but it's it's not like a physical piece of media. So mm-hmm. yeah, consider that. Consider lowering the price a couple bucks. I think you'll start to see some traction on there. Uh, did, uh, what, what track did you dig though? Um, mine was Atlanta. Yeah, for sure. Atlanta was a good one too. Um, I think Abeville was my favorite track. Just the, mm. the way that songs. Abeville was good. Yeah. Like the way it starts out with that. Huh, it's like, <laughs> it's so like almost like telegraphed, but, but in, like in a good way, you know, it's kind of like yeah. a, a nod, nod, nudge, nudge, wink, wink kind of a moment. Like. I- here, I'm with you there, dude. I'm with you. Here's the silly mosh call moment, but it's like fucking. Yep. It ends up being tough anyway. Like whether or not it's it's yep. intentional, intentionally kind of uh, silly, maybe. <sighs> yeah, it's just it's, it's great. Yeah, that song fucking goes. And in particular, I love the moment in like the middle of the track where the horns are kind of like doing this very like Spanish kind of motif and the vocals are kind of like doing like a little quiet 
part. It, there's like a really like yes. soft part. Yep. It's great, man. Fuck that that particular that that particular song fucking goes, dude. Abeville. They really remind me of Callous Cowboys in a lot of ways. You know, the, the way that like use the kind of that sassier, heavy, heavy, low, low sound and combine it with chariot sound. But mm-hmm. yet the horns, again, like Dowboys, adding that extra secret sauce element of a totally outside instrument. You know, it just, it fucking, I think it's really completed what they're trying to do. I do. I totally agree. Very well said. Yeah. And that particular song is where they are like executing the style the best too. It's like the best mm-hmm. done on that track. Well, it sounds like we have our track then. Right. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Abeville, which is track six from Blind Tiger's new self-titled EP, which came out on December 1st. Here we go.
I was unmuted that whole time. God damn it. <laughs> Hopefully I wasn't noisy. All right, so that no, was... No, you weren't. That's good. Nope, you were good. Good, good. I was a good boy. <laughs> you did hear me giggle a couple times, says Dan. Then you said th this, and you said this thing, and you said this is where I slapped. So. <laughs> good. Wasn't having a Tourette's moment. Perfect. So that was... <laughs> That was Abeville, which is track six from Blind Tiger's new self-titled EP, which came out on December 1st. <laughs> oh my goodness, damn. So next, we're going to give you your math core news. So first and foremost, how could we not talk about this? Because we didn't talk about it last episode. Every time I die, I have called it quits. You can't and that's it. That's the end of uh, Math Core Index news today. That's uh, that was it. And the end of Fucking... Math Core Index. We're hanging it up. Yeah, we're done. That's there will it. be no Math Core Index for anyone anymore. <laughs> yep. I mean, because it's like, I mean, the profound influence of this band is just insane. Like the the amount of bands that we cover that are influenced by them specifically. Is, uh, is is fairly significant. So, yeah, definitely one of my, my favorite bands of all time. Really sad to see them call it quits under such messy circumstances, which we're not going to, of course, elaborate on because this is not a tabloid, but certainly worth mentioning at the very least. So, yeah. sad to see them go. Really, of course, they leave behind an incredible career. I think they... This was probably maybe uh, a good thing for them career-wise. I think that... Uh, Artistically, anyway, they they left on such a high note. Radical, the more I listen to it, the more I love it, the more I feel like it's the performance of, of Keith Buckley's career in retrospect. I, th I think that it is. Like, just pouring his heart out on this record. And the songwriting is just so fucking dialed in and such, like, the, the most perfect manifestation of what they've been trying to go for for years and years and years, so. Well said, bud. Yeah, you got to give it up to the OGs. They just—they've been putting in the work for so long, and so um, what else do we got here? Oh, UK Tech Fest just got announced. Frontier, Hirsch Effect, Pupil Slicer, Destridge, and Pound, I believe, actually, all playing UK Tech Tech Fest, which is in. Let's see here. When is that? June fourth, uh, June thirtieth through July fourth, rather, and that is in. Newark Showground. Did we talk about that last episode? Tell me we didn't talk about that last episode. No. Okay, good. I don't think so. Also, yeah, Mushuka announced a new album, Immutable, and they released a new single. They got a new album coming out April 1st. Notably, they don't have uh, Fre Frederick Thorndahl contributing to songwriting. I guess maybe he wasn't helping on the last album as well, but... Yeah, anyway, there's a new single from that, The Abysmal Eye. Not super crazy about it, but for a bunch of fucking dudes in their fifties, like you really gotta hand it to them for just keeping the shit going, right? That's gotta be that's gotta be tough. That can't be easy. Ooh, yep, yep. Uh, Helpless just announced a new EP, UK chaotic hardcore act. Uh, it's called Caged in Gold, and that's gonna be coming out on April first. Excuse me, March twenty fifth. Are you, aren't you aren't you wearing a Helpless T-shirt right now? I'm wearing a Helpless T-shirt right now, Levi. You're looking at Holler. Holler. A gold foil print helpless shirt, no less. 
So yeah, they've got Caged in Gold coming out March 25th via the uh, homie Sammy's label, Church Road Records. You know, Debt was easily one of my favorite albums of 2017, and if this first single is any indication, it's going to be one of the better releases of the year. Well, yeah, P.S. You're Dead announced a new album, their debut full-length, Sugar Rot. They dropped their first single from that, which is called The Mouth of Hell is Lit with Neon. What a fucking great song title. <laughs> yep. So that Sugar Rot's... Go ahead. Good shit. It's great shit, man. They're so sick. Like, they... With every new, like, they sort of just been, like, drip-feeding material and, like, singles and EPs and splits and what have you, but I'm really, really excited to finally hear a first, uh, the first full length from them. Damn, this edible is just yeah. really hitting me right now. I'm sorry. I'm like... <laughs> my mouth is so dry, it's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> Vane debuted a new single from their upcoming album uh, with Jeff mm-hmm. Rickley of Thursday, of all things. Announced a U.S. Good tour. Good collab me. there. Yeah. Good collab. Yeah, they're going to be uh, touring the U.S. in addition to their tour dates with Touche and more. Oh yeah, Arizona Mathcore Jazzcore Act The Awful Din just released their new full-length album, Anachronisms, which is their first full-length in four years. And again, if you like a uh, jazzcore kind of shit, like we were just talking about earlier, Boom. you should definitely be checking this out. Number twelve comes to mind. Lie by mistake. They're definitely in that kind of vein. Oh, this is really exciting. Josh Travis just announced a new solo project and released a new single. Uh, he's got, who is it, Andy, I can't know if I pronounced the name right, Chichek, Sijek, of Monuments and Makari, and uh, Stephen, or Stephen, uh, it's, I'm sorry, Stephen Tarrant. <laughs> I'm, I'm high. This is this is really hard right mm-hmm. now. <clears throat> and also features guitarist Stephen Taranto of the Helix Nebula. And then naturally... Josh Travis doing his thing, just fucking. You, I mean, you cannot mistake this guy's sound. Like his guitar work is one of the most recognizable in the scene. I would say that <laughs> we would not have bands like Frontier if it weren't for like his specific contribution to like guitar sound, you know, sound texture, basically. Preach it, preach it. Uh, let's see here, Man Eating Orchid. Indian Mathcore Prog Band just announced a new full-length album, Hive Mind, which is coming out on March 17th, uh, mastered by Brad Boatwright at Audio Siege, because of course, and they just put out a new single called Double Crosser. Uh, Indian Mathcore on the come-up. Just had to shout that out. Let's see what else. Uh, Greyhaven's got a new single out, new album called This Bright and Beautiful World, which they are dropping on April 15th via Equal Vision. Excited for that one. Their last one was really good. That was like 2017, though, I want to say, or 2018, maybe? Yep, something like that. Yeah, it was a while back. So your Cat Bamboo just dropped a new full-length album, Fervor. So if you like instrumental prog in the vein of Chan, you should definitely be checking that out. Let's see here. And I think that's it. That's it for your Mathcore News. Very short podcast this evening. So before we wrap this up, I just want to thank you all so much for listening all the way through to this podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard, go check out our Patreon page if you want to get some cool perks that way. Uh, you can come listen in on our live cast and be a part of our Discord community. And uh, we would love if you did that. It's a, it's a fun time in there. 
And of course, uh, if you are following the Facebook page or any of our socials, really, come check out our Facebook group as well. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 74th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month <laughs> with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful.